Hello and welcome to Tradfest. I'm Ruth Smith. And I'm Kieran Hanrahan. And we're coming to you from our home base, the Oliver Singe in Gogarty in Temple Bar in Dublin. A sprawling beauty of nooks and crannies with great Irish music and food from morning until well after bedtime. And Kieran, all week I've been wondering what new gem of wisdom you're going to share with me now about the Oliver Singe in Gogarty or about him in person. Uh, Ruth, I'm so glad you asked me that and didn't make me wait too long to showcase my wisdom, which is limited unless <laughs> I read it in a book. By the way, when we say St. John Gogarty, if you're looking at it, it looks like St. John Gogarty, just for anybody that might be picking up on the name. Many people believe that Oliver St. John Gogarty was the inspiration for the very first person we meet in James Joyce's epic Ulysses. By any chance, Kieran, do you mean Buck Mulligan? Sure, he was mentioned in the first line. Let me give it to you here now. Wait a second. Stately, plump Buck Mulligan came from the stairhead bearing a bowl of lather on which a mirror and razor lay crossed. Uh, <laughs> Poetry uh, in motion. That is it. You're quite the Joycean scholar, Ruth. Aris, you're Kieran. It's only the first line of Ulysses. Sure, everyone knows that off by heart. And then you can bluff the rest. I just start with the bluff myself. <laughs> uh, they certainly do. A lot of people do know the first line of Ulysses. I, I can't count myself amongst them, I must say. But you can't count yourself. I can't, no, I can't <laughs> count myself either. But uh, I wouldn't be amongst that crowd of not being a Joycean scholar myself, <laughs> unlike yourself. But the type of people that you bump into certainly would have all of that. We have another Out of This World show for you, where we showcase the very best of what we call Trad Without Frontiers, and the vast majority of what we share with you is recorded live and exclusively at our very own Tradfest Festival which takes place in January each year here in Temple Bar and its environs. Well later in the show we've an interview with Corner Boy from Wexford plus we've got live tracks from them and Neve Regan and our gig guide but first we're going to rev things up a little bit with Boxing Banjo.
Uh, that's great stuff there from Boxing Banjo, who sure do know how to put that fine instrument to good use. There's a lovely skedaddle. That's a new word on me, but it's one our <laughs> producer insists. He, it gives him the skedaddle anyway in their <laughs> I music. I think you can get tablets for that, can you? I, we'll have to look after him anyway. <laughs> we may have to even administer them. But you've just heard a wonderful set of reels from the boys there in Boxing Banjo. The old black thorn stick, the Dublin reel and flair Boxing banjo, great exponents of the banjo and a lively and fun act to see live as well. And I believe they do a great version of the Stockton's Wing song, Beautiful Affair, which we'll be playing in a future show as well. And I'd say you'll agree with me as well, Kieran. All those people who give banjo players stick don't know what they're talking about. It's some instrument. Well, it is some instrument. It had a fairly difficult uh, journey, I suppose, into Irish traditional music. I know in our last programme we mentioned We Banjo 3 and the work they're doing. Here's another band called Boxing Banjo who are doing a lot of work with the banjo. But as an instrument, it has eventually found its way into traditional music. Finally, I think, being accepted maybe in the last 20 years or so. I know when I started playing the thing in the 70s, there were very few in County Clare, maybe three or four at the most uh, tenor banjo players there. But we really have to go to Barney McCann as the father figure of the instrument. Now, it had been used in Cayley bands. Jimmy Ward used it in the Kilfenora uh, from the late 40s into the 50s and in the Kilfenora Cayley band of the 50s and tuned it the same as we do uh, the fiddle and that's how it was adapted for traditional music. But it was a slow process. It was the tenor banjo was played in all these Irish groups in New York and in the States in the 20s because it became uh, very popular as an instrument then. But if you look at the old pictures of those tenor banjos, they were tuned differently, ADGC, let's say. We, I won't get into too much of the science the of, it, stuff of it, but no. you'll see they all had capos on them, so mm-hmm. it allowed them to play the thing a bit like a fiddle. But anyway, Bernie McKenna, certainly the man that brought it to public knowledge, really, here as a solo instrument. It was only always kind of percussive and mm-hmm. in a band before that, and it has taken off since then. And you can go now and enjoy a solo banjo player whenever you like out there. Well, I suppose it did maybe start with more ballad music, and now it has gone to that more melodic, you know, instrumental music, as you said. And you mentioned the fact that, you know, a lot of Cayley bands in America would have featured it, and there is that direct link if you look at, you know, it's crossed the Atlantic more than once. Um, Irish people who play tenor banjo it gives it it lends itself to that Americana sound that mid-Atlantic sound but also if you look further afield to the more international exponents of it as well we've got you know Bela Fleck and Rhiannon Giddens she's doing amazing stuff in highlighting the narrative and the storyline from where the banjo came from the roots in slavery and you know African-American experience as well and the likes of then Kaya Cater who's the the Canadian um exponent of the banjo and and Appalachian music and looking to the roots of the banjo and really putting it on an international stage as well. Certainly and here in Ireland and in Irish traditional music it's the tenor banjo we play four string banjo tuned like the fiddle for the most part except that fantastic exponent Jerry O'Connor who tunes it like the old way it was tuned but it is it has its place now in traditional music yes there are the jokes but we're able to we're able to overcome them we're happy in our skin as banjo players it's his character building if nothing else Kieran. That certainly is that <laughs> well one of the big revelations for me at Tradfest was a band from Wexford called Corner Boy they cover a lot of bases from trad to folk and heavy rock matched with powerful heartfelt lyrics and I had a chat with them in St Micken's Church but before we share that let's have a listen to them playing one of their fine songs which we'll let frontman Michael Darcy introduce and explain his next song is a song called I Dream of Boston town it has a funny story to it I was living in Canada a few years ago and I was seeing a girl um, we're pretty pretty mad about each other it's fair to say 
Um, but I had to head back to Ireland. And I said, look, I'll be back in a few months and what do you do? We were living up in Montreal, we wanted to go south of the border, so we said we'd, we'd go down to Boston for a few days. And in the midst of all of that, life happened, I guess. So we were writing songs last summer. Um, and I guess when you're writing, you kind of get in a mind frame where you become very kind of lucid around past and present. And you let that kind of influence you in certain ways. So. I went and checked up on her. I checked up on her on social media, and she'd been married since. <laughs> so, one night anyway, this song just kind of flew out of me in the space of about 10 minutes. This is a tune called I Dream of Boston Town. Sweet revelry, and we dance on down Boston and Third. In the sun, spring and air, we moved here and moved there, letting go of the weight of the world. I still think of you now. Day slows down, holding on to that love to the night. I dream, I dream, I dream of Boston Town. Upon a time you were all I could see But so typically me Made my bed just to sleep on the floor So I think of you now The day it slows down
Mick, if I can start with you, Corner Boy, can you tell me, where does your music come from? Um, I, I guess we're an eclectic bunch uh, of musicians ourselves. I suppose our music would be rooted in um, traditional Irish, um, Americana, and mainly folk as well. So, But we're all heavily influenced by more contemporary sounds of rock, indie rock music, and even, you know... Uh, heavier sounds like heavy metal as well so we kind of try to let that inform uh, our own kind of eclectic mix somewhere in the middle uh, yeah definitely all your music hasn't been sourced from Wexford you've done a fair bit of traveling uh, traveling troubadours that you are I see last year you toured South Korea of all places South Korea yep um, first big culture shock that we ever had really like you know we'd been to America we'd been to around Europe a fair bit and we've been to like Dubai and stuff but South Korea was just it was the most amazing place that, that, I, that I've ever been like you know from the people who were absolutely lovely the food which is a bit weird at the start but absolutely lovely as well and then the shows were unbelievable and the strange thing with South Korea was that we were around all of South Korea you know, usually when, when we go to some place, we see the main city, we see the venue inside the main city, but we were absolutely everywhere over there. It was an amazing experience now. There's something about Corner Boy that you keep managing to lose fiddle players. What do I hear about this, Michael, the drummer? Alcohol. That's all I'm <laughs> going to say. Um, yeah, we've been through a few, but uh, uh, just the band is growing, the sound is changing, so it's just... And a fiddle player, he just went on to different things, um, so he's doing his own thing, so yeah. We can't really hold on to them. <laughs> Wonderful. Mick, um, speak to us about your EP uh, that came out last year, Goodbye Old Holy. Yeah, so Goodbye Old Holy is our most recent release. We released it in November. Um, before that, we hadn't actually released anything in uh, nearly three years up until that stage. So uh, we kind of took a lot of time to kind of go away and really focus in on what we actually wanted to produce musically. So we kind of set up our own studio down in the heartlands of South County Wexford um, and kind of just hid away for a long time working on uh, a lot of different types of music uh, and the production aspect of it and we started demoing properly then in 2017 and um, and recorded uh, in Westmead um, so yeah we're we're, uh, we're very happy with um, the kind of product of it as well but uh, we have a lot of new material now to release going forward as well and we're continually writing as well and uh, we hope to have our, our debut album coming sometime in uh, 2020 so we're, we're um we're hard at work. Brilliant, lots on the cards for you. And you're not just hard at work at the music, I believe you're a farmer as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so January is an interesting time. Not an awful lot of gigs coming up, but you can't turn down an opportunity like playing in St. Michael's here. It's, uh, I, I was just reading uh, the history of the place here as well. So uh, this morning, and I believe Handel's Messiah was... Uh, partially kind of written in the organ upstairs and it's been here since like 1065 it was formerly a um a viking church as well so before it became a christian one so this place has a huge history to it and it's nice for us to be able to come here and the opportunity to play our own music within all of that history and all of that folklore so absolutely seeped in history and showing that curiosity that you have about history and, and no doubt that informs your songs and uh, your writing as well can you tell me a little bit about what inspired this band to start um, well, I think we were kind of all, I don't know, did you ever come across that film, Old Brother, Where Art Thou? You know, I <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that, that, like, the soundtrack of that film kind of 
I think it influenced loads and loads of people all, all around the world at that point. And it really brought sort of like that folk and Americana sort of thing to the forefront, you know. And like all of us were kind of listening to that sort of vein of stuff, really, like, you know. And then uh, we just kind of, I don't know, our paths converged and uh, we started doing what we're doing, really. Like, you know, that's about six years ago now or something. But it's bringing us all over the place and it's treating us well anyway, so. Yeah, the pollination, cross-pollination, whatever you want to call it, I guess. So, um, but we noticed that ourselves, like the, the band originally started, I was actually playing, um, I was living in Montreal in Canada and it was something I found that the, the folk scene there was incredibly strong. I originally moved there away from Wexford to get away from playing music and gigging. Um, and the cows. And the cows, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess with a, with a city like Montreal, there's so, so much of a kind of folk pedigree there that uh, it wasn't long before I was back gigging again, writing songs and obviously knowing the guys growing up in Wexford together, was recording some demos over there, sending them back and I guess that's really the, the genesis story of, of us actually. So, yeah. And speaking of the genesis, uh, I love this, in your own words you said, your music is the soundtrack that captures the beautiful, volatile, modern world through the musical prism of old and new. And I'm going to put this one to Michael who said he wasn't going to speak much in this interview but I'm going to give him the hardest question. Michael, Explain that a little bit more to me. Oh, God. I thought you were, he was drunk when you wrote was that. Was he drunk when I wrote that? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no recollection of writing that. <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't give you an answer on that. Yeah. We said our, our music is rooted kind of in folk and Americana and bluegrass and traditional Irish instrumentation, but really it's about um, how we view the progression of that. So, yeah. Matthew, can I ask you, what do you get from the job of playing music and being in a band? Other than obviously the joy of music, but what else do you get from it? Uh, sometimes you get paid, but uh, <laughs> most of the time you get really good life experience, really, like, you know. Um, it's the strangest places that you go that kind of add the most to your songwriting and that sort of thing, like, you know. We get strange opportunities, like, you know, the, the Goodbye Old Holy, Holy EP, that came from, uh, we were the pit musicians of a play, so we were kind of contacted to write the score for this play, and it made us kind of look at music cinematically and stuff rather than kind of, you know, your standard verse, chorus, verse, chorus sort of thing, like, you know. So all these sort of things kind of help you kind of get your create, creative, creative juices going. Help you get to where you're going to. Can I ask you what the name of the play was? Uh, it was called One Last Long Breath. Um, it was written by a guy called Paul O'Brien. Um, he actually writes wrestling novels. Um, now this is I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, but he's a, he's a number one bestseller, like you know. Uh, we have a thing in Wexford that we're great at churning out brilliant authors, like you know Billy Roach and all. But he, this was his first ever play that he ever wrote, and he went on to write. Um, like, if you're into your wrestling, he's ba- basically written the autobiographies of the the greats, like you know. But this was his kind of like, I suppose. It's a coming of age sort of love story. And it was based in a pub. So we decided the best thing to do was build a big plywood box to hold us in it, put it in a pub, and then just put the play on in a pub. Like, yeah. And it sold out for months on end. Like, you know, it was, it, was, it was unbelievably good. It was a great experience. Like, you know, you came out sweating to death at the end of the night. <laughs> but it was, it was absolutely brilliant. Like. Well, you definitely sold it. Um, one last question for you, Mick. Um, you know, success is obviously a, a funny word because you can be externally referenced or you can be internally referenced in terms of how successful you feel and what you do. For you as an individual, but more importantly for you as a collective, uh, what does success mean to you as you look into the, the glass crystal ball of the future? I Look, I guess it's a, it's a fairly standard kind of generic answer, but 
I guess the only expectation that you could have out of a group of musicians playing together is that they're writing music that they can really stand over um, and it's kind of you know you, you try to be as impartial as you can and really look at the music and, and judge it for it, its quality um, and is it meaningful does it have the, the certain depth that you want to explore as a group together so that's always been something that's very much at the core of our writing together as, as musicians so as long as we continue on that tangent and, and to produce uh, music that we like I said, that we're we're proud of. Uh, I guess you know, aside aside from all the other distractions, the travel and occasional payment, um, it's uh, that's really at the core, and it should it should that should really be the core of, of of what we're doing. So, and it is. So, we're we're very lucky. So, well, we wish you well in all you're getting up to at the moment and for the future. And thanks so much for joining us for Tradfest podcast here at uh, Temple Bar Tradfest 2019, ladies and gentlemen, Corner Boy. What are you?
There you have it, Corner Boy, a really interesting band from Wexford. The song you've just heard was Goodbye Old Holy, their most recent single. Now, they promise their debut album will be with us sometime next year, and we're certainly looking forward to that, Ruth. Very impressive group indeed. There's great things ahead for them, and listening to them speak back there again, I'm reminded of just how interesting they are and how passionate they are about their music. So you never know, stadium superstars in the waiting, perhaps. Well, certainly stardom ahead of them for sure, and there's something in the waters in Wexford with so many musical talents emerging. Uh, in the last few weeks, of course, alone, Cornerboy are the fourth Wexford act we featured here, alongside Davy Lyons, then The Man Whom, plus, of course, Mark Redmond on pipes, Pat Fitzpatrick on the flute. Well, for what they're lacking in the hurling, they're bringing the stock up with the music, the Yellow Bellies. And I would say <laughs> that Mark Redmond is delighted not to be here having that conversation <laughs> with you. Ever hopeful of the Wexford hurlers, there's no doubt. Now, time for our stratospheric gig guide produced with the support of our good friends at the Irish Music Magazine.com. Well, while Kieran's there rocketing into space with his head in the clouds, I'll give you the first of the gig guide. Tomorrow night, Tuesday, May 28th, the wonderful Rosie Carney from Landings in Donegal plays the Olympia Theatre in Dublin, supporting the Milk Carton Kids from the States. A great night for lovers of song. Coming up on Saturday, June the 8th, the marvellous Melogen from Belfast. He plays the Mid Antrim Museum and Arts Centre in Ballymena, County Antrim, with Anthony Toner. Now, if you haven't listened to Melogen, you're missing out. He's a very, very talented all-rounder. I actually heard him performing with just a cellist in... Uh, Canada earlier this year at the Folk Alliance Festival and I have to say I thought it was just stunning one of the great musical exponents coming out of Belfast at the moment, Melodian, absolutely. Well, there's more great gigs coming up in St. Luke's Church in Cork. The Blades play there on Friday, June the 14th, and St. Sister are there the following night, Saturday, June the 15th. We're giving you good, solid advance notice now of the incomparable Masters of Tradition Festival, curated by none other than Martin Hayes himself, and it runs from Wednesday the 21st to Sunday the 25th of August 2019 in the beautiful Bantry in West Cork. Uh, Martin Hayes of course will be performing plus Steve Cooney, Lisa O'Neill, Dennis Cahill and many more. And we did mention about uh, the county flas as well. We've got the Monaghan County Fla this weekend, as well as Limerick, Cavan, Leash and Sligo. Well, prepare yourself now for Neve Regan from County Galway. She is a voice that just forces you to stop what you're doing and listen attentively. Here she is recorded live at Tradfest with Sweetest Drop. Little market bird How did you get home last night? And who did you kiss goodnight? I'm at Wash me down and dress me in a white 
for your amazing voice and song. She's a very special talent, Kieran. She's such a talented singer and songwriter and I believe congratulations to her too on passing her driving test recently, Ruth. I don't know how I know that, but I do. <laughs> well, it's the power of social media. You see, you see things that you don't even realise you're seeing. Well, now that she's street legal to drive around Ireland, there will hopefully be even more chances to see her live as well as the Body and Soul Festival which Neve plays in at the end of June. And that's all we have time for. Another episode stuffed with Trad Without Frontiers has just zoomed by. Tradfest is brought to you by the Temple Bar Company, a not-for-profit collective who make this wonderful quarter home. If you liked today's show, please give us a five-star rating and ask your friends to listen to the show. Connect with us on Facebook at Temple Bar Tradfest, on Twitter at Temple Bar Trad, or visit the website at tradfest.ie. Good luck from us all here at the Oliver Singen Gogarty in Temple Bar, Dublin. Until next week's stupendous episode of Tradfest. Who writes this? I'm Kieran Hamrahan. <laughs> and I'm stupendously Ruth Smith. Thanks a million to you all for listening, and don't forget to get in touch at tradfest.ie. Thanks a million. Slán.